You're talking first? No, no. I, I'm, I'm retired from talking first. So I have to talk first? Yes. So what am I talking about? Uh, you should talk about how this is our milestone episode. This is our milestone episode. This is the 51st episode. And why of is it Fill a milestone? It's a milestone primarily because we forgot that last week was our 50th. <laughs> so now we've moved the milestone. So the milestone has moved. Let indeed. no milestone... Let... <laughs> Spone? <laughs> Let no milestone go unmoved. Today on the show... We have a lot to do. We oh, have a lot man, to do. It's a we have full show. we have an intro. <laughs> we have we have music that follows the intro. <laughs> the theme music coming we up have, in about twenty seconds. We have viewer mail. Tons of it. We have to talk about a Wired magazine and the One Day University that's coming up. Yep. We have our weekly segment was with uh, Stephen Grant, nay Stephen Edwards. A.K.A. Stephen Grimaldi Grant. That's right. I can't believe I remembered. Wow, that. that's pretty impressive. Uh, we have the arc. We have the crossword tip of the week. This is a new segment we're going to start employing, the crossword tip of the we week. We have the incredibly popular Thunder Round, and we have a couple of promos. It's episode 51. It's Hooray! Fill Me In. It's a crossword podcast. Oh, my God. Hooray! Coming up next, we have, uh, our, well, the viewer mailbag. It needs to be... Open. Viewer mail. Opening it up. Uh, our first viewer mail comes to us from our good friend Amanda. Amanda, the unparalleled parallel verse engineer, a shining light to us all. Hello, Amanda. Amanda writes to us to say, R&B, I thought you would be happy to know that my younger brother Joshua is a faithful listener of the podcast. He does not do, has no aspirations to do, or even possesses a remote interest in crosswords. However, he enjoys the podcasts a great deal, namely your antics. <laughs> Incidentally, he lives in Boston and probably would have bought your tournament tickets in advance to save you the service charge. I told him to offer that next year, and maybe you would buy him some pizza in a gesture of gratitude. <laughs> yes, I realize this would cost more than the fee, but it seems like the right thing to do. Which brings me to the real point of this email. What's the best pizza in Boston or Cambridge? Amanda, U-P-V-E-A-S-T-U-A. Uh, uh, I, I struggle here at the end only because I think Amanda left out a letter. There's no light in her version of her name. Really? U-P-V-E-A-S-L-T-U-A. Well, she has U-V rays. Uh, it's a shining light. Otherwise, she's just a shining to us all. <laughs> it says, Amanda, you're now just a shining to us all. I don't know. My, my initial reaction to this would be to forward this email to Mike Knothnagel. Well, first, uh, I'm terrified that we now we owe somebody else pizza. Well, so far, we don't owe anybody pizza. Are you sure? Because uh, Joshua has not bought us tickets to anything. But... If Amanda wants to know where the best pizza in Boston or Cambridge is, uh, isn't Mike Nothnagel the best person to answer that question? Well, he's the best person to answer any question. Exactly. Well, therefore, he's the best so person Mike to answer this Mike Nothnagel. Mike Nagel, what's the best pizza in Boston or Cambridge? Viewer mail number two. This is from a new uh, viewer mail writer-inner, Neville L. Fogarty. He titles his, his viewer mail, Viewer Mail, opening it up. <laughs> I wonder where he got that line from. Ryan and Brian, I've been listening to your podcast for a while now. According to my iTunes since episode number two and 30, I would have written earlier, but until earlier this evening, I have always been behind your schedule. I typically save up your podcasts and do a marathon of three or four episodes on my road trips to and from school before or after vacation. They come in handy during the stretch of I-81 where all I can get on the radio is broadcasts from local churches. Keep up the banter. I, too, am in pursuit of getting a New York Times puzzle published. I hope that you have better luck than I've had so far. Now, to be fair, I was going through a stack of crossword puzzles that I've printed out, and he is has been published at least in the L.A. Times. So just not in the New York Times yet? It's not in the New York Times, but he, okay. he is a, 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 
published crossword constructor. That's already better luck than we've had. So. And so congratulations on that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, he also says, I, I'm still trying to come up with something that is both wet and soft but not squishy. I'll continue, continue to think on this matter. Um, and also, um, Mike Nothnagel has not gotten back to us about if he knows of anything that's wet and soft but not squishy. I don't so, know if we ever uh, – do we, do we put that forth as, a, as an actual question? Uh, well, now we are. Now we are. So now we officially need to know what is wet and soft and not squishy. Yes. Okay. Neville says, finally, I have a question that you may, that you may have addressed in a previous episode, but I want to ask, just ask outright anyway. Why do you call it viewer mail when we're not viewers but listeners? If I had been viewing my iPod instead of the road on my trips to and from university, I'd have hit a couple of cows by now. If, if this is because if it's because listener has three syllables and thus ruins the song, I guess I understand. I do like the song. Keep up the awesome podcast. Neville Fogarty closing it up. Uh, oh my god, he likes the song though. That's, Kudos to you. Ryan. That's exactly when I was when I was writing the song yeah. and I was coming up with the various uh, meters and time signatures and and the the proper clef. Yes, yeah, these type clef. of things. Which clef did you end up writing it in? I ended up writing it in the A clef. In the A clef. Um, <laughs> I just you know I I started alphabetically. Yeah. And I went all the way down to to like. L and M, and I thought, you know what? I should just stick with A. Yeah, you really should. A is A is easy. And uh, yes, yeah, so it it's, it was absolutely you're absolutely correct, Neville. It did not uh, the the song made no sense with uh, three syllables, so I went with two. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. There's actually a tie-in in my mind, at least. We did address this whole uh, viewer mail issue once before, and you seem to think that it was. Uh, back with a, an old email from Thomas Heilman. Thomas Heilman. And I think it's interesting that uh, Neville Fogarty suggests that if he was trying to view his iPod, he would have hit a cow. Yes. And Thomas Heilman always writes to us about horses who are dead. Yes. Uh, so I don't know if there's a connection there. There may be a not. connection. So there may it, be a connection. It may all just be foreshadowing, and we won't discover this connection until episode 151. For now, it's exciting. It is very exciting. Very. And thank you, uh, Neville. It's a lovely email. Uh, our next viewer mail comes to us from uh, Adam Hirsch. He had a nickname. He gave himself a nickname yes. a while ago, and I don't remember what it was. I'm embarrassed now. This is awful. Adam, you're going to write to us again and remind us what your nickname was. Uh, Adam Hirsch writes to us to say, Hey, guys, love the lightning round, and no question that it's better with a buzzer. Thank you. Which is, coincidentally, what she said. <laughs> uh, only thing is, I was left wondering where the thunder was. Lightning with no thunder makes no sense. Well, it's it's now the thunder round. It is now the thunder round, so tune in uh, about... You know, 15, 20 minutes well, from now. I guess continue to tune in. Yes. Don't ever tune out. Stay yes. with us. Stay with us. We have another viewer mail. More viewer mail from Todd McKay. He uh, titles it Lightning Round. Hello, Ryan and Brian. The Lightning Round. I enjoyed this addition to your podcast. The Lightning Round was very popular. It really was. It was a big hit. It was. It's yeah. like the biggest hit we've ever had. I'm almost afraid to ever try to do it again yes. for fear that we won't live up to these Well, standards. that's why we've changed it to the Thunder Round. Indeed. Yes. Uh, uh, Todd says, uh, the format was an entertaining and effective way to sum up the week's New York Times puzzles. It also reminded me of a road trip I took several years ago. <laughs> now, see, this, 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 is, this reminded me of Thomas Heilman also. When I read this, I thought, oh, dead horse. I, I, I think Thomas Heilman, Todd McKay, and Neville Fogarty need to go on vacation yes. together. But stay away from, like, farms and zoos yes. and anything with animals. So Todd says, it also reminds me of a road trip I took several years ago with my ex-brother-in-law. 
What? Uh, driving a vintage Volkswagen microbus to an Easter event with his family who live north of Denver. Did everybody get all that? <laughs> Very important. We're going to quiz you on it later. While on I-25, not to be confused with I-81, which Neville Fogarty drives to and from work, to and from vacation, you know what? It's interesting. off and on. Thomas Heilman referenced a very particular interstate in the story when he was hitchhiking to visit we his girlfriend in college. We need to put a map. We do. We need to figure out, we need to get like an atlas uh, with the interstates on it and highlight the routes that these three gentlemen have yes. taken and listen to our show and hit animals. Right. That, that's, <laughs> we're going to put this together soon. So while on I-25, an alarming an alarming buzzing sound emanated through the Volkswagen. <laughs> My mother was in the vehicle and threw a fit, certain that the sound was an indication that the rattle trap in which we were all traveling was about to explode. My ex-brother-in-law <laughs> pulled over and after some inspection realized that the buzzing came from, came from his dog Jack, who was in the back of the microbus napping on top of a box containing the playing equipment for the party game Taboo. Uh-huh. This, this is very funny because that's the exact thing that we used for the lightning exactly. round. Exactly. The buzzer in our lightning, now thunder round, is from... Taboo. From- All right. Well, uh, that is Todd McKay. Thank you for that, and I'm glad you did not explode. Uh, just to keep things with the Todd theme going. Uh, we, we have been remiss. We have been remiss. Uh, a gentleman named Todd Gross, who many people know because he... Uh, constructed the flies puzzle yeah the acpt there was a puzzle that uh, people were passed out and right and it was i guess in in the look of it at least was sort of a parody on joe crozel's lies puzzle yes except Uh, this one was the flies puzzle and about a week after the acpt todd Rose actually wrote a puzzle about us called a conversation with ryan and brian and it's just kind of gotten lost in our email and we've we've been very remiss in mentioning it but we're mentioning it now and we're gonna uh, we're gonna post a link to it. It's in a uh, .puz format, yes. so we're gonna put a link to it on our blog site, so it's, you can check it out. It's there. a great puzzle, and 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 thank you, Todd, for uh, writing about us. And anytime anybody does this for us, it's very flattering. So really uh, thank you. Uh, our next viewer mail comes from our good friend Tyler Hinman. Insert kickass nickname here. Yes, Tyler writes to us with the subject waves arms. <laughs> Dude skis, you mentioned possible baseball discussion, yet twas I who emailed you one week ago about that very subject, only to have that message go unacknowledged. I am willing to concede that my brief message was not sufficiently entertaining for the podcast's award-winning viewer mail segment, but if baseball is to be the subject, I wish to expound upon it at great length. Go Braves, Tyler, insert kick-ass nickname here, and then there is a little uh, a little footnote uh, pot, the award-winning viewer mail segment. Award-winning had an asterisk next to it, and at the bottom he indicates that asterisk means maybe eventually. <laughs> so, so maybe eventually we will be an award-winning segment. Hopefully, <clears throat> I look forward to uh, that award. This was our, again our fault. Uh, well, this was. Uh, you know what? It is both our fault and not. It's our responsibility. I believe that Tyler's initial email was perhaps not entertaining enough. <laughs> For the award-winning viewer mail segment. However, this one was, and so, Tyler, now you have found, you know, where that line is that you have to cross in order to break into viewer mail. I I would love to talk more about baseball. I would love to talk about baseball with anybody. Uh, I think that Tyler is of a wonderful demographic, uh, both crossword fan and baseball fan, and why not talk to him about baseball? The next piece of viewer mail we're going to go into was an email to the National Puzzlers League, and it was a note from Will Short's attendant. And it had to do with crossword clues. Basic, apparently, there have been some puzzles recently that uh, he started to recognize clues. And why is this clue so familiar? And why is this clue so familiar? And apparently, some constructors are being advised by, who, I don't know whom, to go to clue 
databases and just copy the ones you like. Assuming that Will will change them. Right. Assuming that point. they don't really matter. Uh, one of the things that Will included in this note, which I liked a lot, writing original clues is part of making a puzzle. I just assumed that. Well, I did too, although I know that there are certain puzzle people who just create the grid and the letters and they don't worry about the clues or that's not as much fun to them or something like that. Uh, Mike Nothnagel has told us on a number of occasions that he thinks Will rewrites most of his clues. Well, Mike Nothnagel has said many times over he hates clue writing. He does hate clue but writing. But he's very good at it. Mike Nothnagel, tell us, are you good at clue writing? <laughs> Actually, we did see his clues because he did a puzzle for us. For Lollapuzzoola. And it was great. And those were his clues. Those were terrific clues. I think Mike Nothnagel is uh, he's being uh, modest. I think he is. Very, very modest and uh, unnecessarily so. Yes. Uh, Mike, uh, if you're out there listening, uh, what do you think is the limit for modesty? Like, yes. At what point uh, is it too much? And what musical is the song Unnecessarily So from? <laughs> I don't think that's from a musical. It is! I think It Ain't Necessarily So is the song. I don't think unnecessarily so. No. Are you sure? Uh, I'm not sure. Mike Nothnagel, what song <laughs> is the correct song from which musical? Oh, my goodness. Uh, the note from Will se- segues into this next uh, bit of mail we got. Uh, from uh, Barry C. Silk. Yes. Uh, 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 <laughs> oh, my goodness. Barry C. Barry Silk, C. friend Silk, and confidant, confidant of Doug Peterson, crossword gentleman, and man about town. Yes. He says, uh, what Bugs Bunny has... It's quotes was my original clue for big ears. Now this was in Barry's puzzle from uh, over the weekend. Yes. Barry did the uh, was it the Friday puzzle? Did the Saturday puzzle? I Saturday believe. puzzle. Because the, the, no, the Friday puzzle. It was the Friday. Friday. Uh, I'm quite sure it was the Saturday. I am quite sure it was Friday. I'm holding it in front of me here. Friday, April twenty fourth. Barry C. Silk. <laughs> well, I guess thirty two across. That is pair of elephants. Yes, thirty two across. Pair of elephants. So seven his letters. original clue, big ears, was what Bugs Bunny has was my original clue for big ears. I constructed this puzzle back in February 2008, so I don't recall exactly why I placed big ears in the grid, but I vaguely recall it wasn't my first choice. I think if I had changed that, it would have meant making significant changes to the other entries. Big ears had been used at least two other times in New York Times puzzles, so I thought at least that entry wouldn't be immediate grounds for rejection. So this is a case where uh, Will Schwartz changed the clue. And uh, But to Barry's credit, he had written himself a clue. He had. Uh, of his own liking in the first place. Now, what clue? What clue do you like better? What Bugs Bunny has, or pair of elephants? Question mark. I actually like what Bugs Bunny has better. So do I. I find pair of elephants very awkwardly misleading, more so than it needs to be. Now, do people call big ears elephants? Like, if somebody Obama's got quite a pair of elephants. Oh, see, I don't know that at all. I thought that's what. Oh, that's I what the see. Clue I, is. I took it to mean like it was a pair possessed by elephants. Oh, you know, elephants like elephants apostrophe s pair. You know what I mean? Possessive, right. <clears throat> something an elephant owns. Well, that is awkward. I know, and that's see. Well, that's how I took it. That's I why took I it the like other it. way. Which way should we take? Mike Nothnagel. Which way should we take it? I think we should take it Ryan's way. All right. <clears throat> I'm sorry. I'm very phlegmy all of a sudden. <laughs> 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 Um, are we done with viewer mail? My God, this has been a long viewer mail segment. Viewer mail, closing it up. Next up, we just want to talk about this this new issue of Wired Magazine that just came out. The May issue of Wired Magazine. This is not exactly crosswordy, but it is puzzly. Very puzzly. Yeah, the, the May issue, they're calling it the mystery issue, uh, featuring guest editor J.J. Abrams, who of course created Lost and Alias. It, it's, this magazine is a huge... Uh, 
puzzle amalgam of <laughs> it's just like it's all puzzle <laughs> the all whole the time. thing is a puzzle uh it says here this this promo we got uh the may wired features a one issue redesign mind-boggling puzzles on almost every page and hidden features that are not apparent at first or second glance and some of the people who've contributed to this magazine this issue include Penn and teller david lynch and will shorts the new york times crossword puzzle editor our hero <laughs> Will Short's attendant. Uh, we actually just received uh, here at the Be More Smarter offices. It took us 25 minutes just to figure out how to open the magazine. Yeah, but we did receive uh, our copy of the magazine. Apparently, somebody actually, I, I mean, I should be fair, somebody has apparently already solved the magazine. Oh, yeah. Which that happened before we ever even got our copy. But we have a copy and we're starting to look through it and try to figure out what's going on here. But it's these kinds of puzzles where you have to. You have to find the puzzle in the first place. It's not... They don't tell you exactly, this is the puzzle, here's how you solve it. Right. You have to, like, be a detective. You have to be amazing to find these <laughs> things. I don't know. We're not good at that. But we'll work on it. We'll see what we can do. We'll keep you posted. Uh, it, maybe, the, maybe the contest is to see, which do we finish first? The 25-foot-long crossword puzzle by Frank Longo? Or which we are both the doing. Wired issue... The Wired May issue. All right, uh, another promo, and we're gonna uh, we're gonna have somebody on the show to talk more about this. It's the One Day University, which I guess is is a thing. Uh, www.onedayu.com uh, is having a two hour live and interactive seminar with Will Shorts. Uh, he explained how he edits his famous crossword puzzle. He'll even create an actual puzzle with the audience, and also highlight some of his special insider tricks. This is Sunday, May seventeenth. Uh, it's in New York City. And it's from starts at ten thirty, so ten thirty to twelve thirty, and it's uh, seventy nine dollars. If you register by four twenty four, you will save twenty dollars. If you register by four twenty four, yes, that is over. That was the day before yesterday. Okay, so forget that. So the actual price is ninety nine dollars. Ninety nine dollars uh, to go to the one now. The one day university, they do like these one day special seminar type events. Yes, and cover lots of different subjects from time to time. This particular event happens. To we be should do one. crossword puzzles. We should do one. About what? Talking about how to create a crossword podcast. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm going to read this next. We have a we, we, we got a note from our uh, our good friend Stephen Grant, nay Stephen Edwards, a.k.a. Stephen Grimaldi Grant. So we're moving on to this section. This is the new, the next segment of our show. Of course, this is an ongoing story. We all know everything that's happening now. Stephen Grant. We have sort of two different things happening now with Stephen. We have the, 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 the pizza cell phone software debacle. Uh-huh. And then we have... Stephen's efforts for us to design a Canadian crossword puzzle. He actually did send me a link to crossword software for my phone. I downloaded the software, uh, installed it onto my phone, and it installed unsuccessfully. So you have software on your phone provided by Stephen that does not work. That does not work. Now, I do not blame Stephen entirely for this. What do you think is faulty about the software? I don't know. It just just said... I've tried it three or four times and says it installed unsuccessfully. So, uh, and, and to be fair, I have not written back to Magmic Games to figure out what is wrong with it. Now, is Steven your direct contact no, there, or do you, you go through somebody else? I have now have another contact. Okay. Oh, I, I can't Steven is trying name. to extricate himself from this whole scenario. I believe he is. I think he is, too. I believe he is sorry he got started in the first place. I think he is. He wishes he had never met either of us. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and if he could give us back the pizza, he probably would. Oh, he may try <laughs> if we're not careful. Uh, so, so, but, but, so the update is the software has been delivered. It is just not working at this time. And also to update, I have not yet come to any sort of a definitive conclusion on what it is Stephen owes me, since I cannot 
obtain the software. But uh, stay tuned for that next week. Yeah, hopefully that'll be available next week. We're going to continue with Stephen, but segueing into our next uh, segment on the program, which is about the ARC, which is uh, our efforts to either design or inspire others to design crossword puzzles. Uh, Stephen has sent us an email. Yes. It starts, uh, hi guys. I heard the theme definitions from Joanne's Lost Ark Puzzle. It took me a few minutes, but I think I have the theme answers. And because uh, last week we uh, we offered the clues from Joanne's Lost Ark Puzzle, and of all the thousands of people who wrote back in, Stephen was the first one to write back with the three correct answers. He also uh, coincidentally was the last. He was first and last <laughs> and only. Ah, <laughs> uh, how sad. <laughs> the low grade phobia was fear of the D. Or a low grade, a D. Yes. Fear of the D. And, and the arc is missing arc from that. Arc is missing, because fear of the dark, of course, is a, is a standard phrase. A Caught a New York ball player in a rundown, cornered the Met. Instead of cornered the market. Exactly. And location of the Wicked Witch's Castle, the Oz Mountains. Instead of the Ozark Mountains. Exactly. So the arc is missing from those three things to make new phrases and get clever clues. So uh, congratulations to Steven. Steven then asks, did I beat CrossCan? Do I need to Twitter the answers? Is this even a contest? This was not a contest. And then he says that he actually follows with, no, I don't expect to win anything because last time I started down that path, I ended up somehow mysteriously indebted to Brian. So please, no prizes. <laughs> yes, indeed, Stephen. Yes, indeed. Yes. Now, Stephen signs his email, Stephen Grant, nay, Stephen Edwards, a.k.a. Stephen Grimaldi Grant, and I would like to clarify that when I first envisioned Stephen's revised nickname, the nay was in crosswordese, and it was the word N-E-E, -E, commonly used for, you know, women uh, who, who save their maiden name and put it after the nay. What am I saying? What are you Wait, saying? When you, when, who when, are you, me? <laughs> word commonly found in the society pages. Yes, nay. Yes, indeed. Um, but Stephen spells it. But Stephen spells it N-A-Y. Stephen Grant, nay! No! So we, we, we want to throw this out to the, our viewers. What should, how should it be spelled? N-E-E, N-A-Y, or N-E-I-G-H? Yes. So that's what we have to say about Stephen Grant. And about uh, the ARC, we have a little bit more. We have something here from Crosscan. We have something from Crosscan, another Canadian, a Indeed. fellow Canadian. He says, what about a fill-me-in theme? All the answers are things you fill in. Crossword puzzle and application form are both 15 letters. Sure. Coloring book using the Canadian spelling with the superfluous U Indeed. Uh, is also 15 letters. I'm sure your vast... The superfluous, by the way, has three U's in it. Thank you, Rain Man. <laughs> De definitely three U's. <laughs> uh, I'm sure your vast audience can come up with more. Crosscan, winner of the contest. He's like the third person in the last couple of weeks to describe our audience as vast. Yeah. I don't like that. I think vast in Canadian means three. Uh, it must. It must. It must. Uh, I think that's a great, great theme. I like that. A what other things theme. could you fill in? I mean, like a, a New York pothole. Uh, you could fill in a pothole. Yep. You could fill in a. a uh, you could fill in the blank. You could fill in the blank. Indeed, fill you in the blank. Fill in. Uh, a, you said a cavity. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah. So we'll we'll see uh, what else we can come up with there. Uh, so on, I like that theme. Fill in. I like theme. that theme. Now, along the subject of the arc, we've also we talked last week and the week before, and we've traded some emails with people about this idea of an R and B theme. Yes. There's a Ryan and Brian theme, and other things that use R B or R and B. I don't know. I've started actually working on one now. That I've got four theme answers, uh, two four, uh, two thirteens, and two elevens. Uh -huh. uh, but I don't have it all worked together yet. But maybe once I've got it figured out, I'll actually. Put it up on the site to give people a crack at trying it. Um, so, we, and we were kind of debating whether it should be the theme answer should be 
uh, an R word, the word and, and then a B word. Like rhythm and blues. Right. But there just doesn't seem to be enough words. Room and board. But there really aren't that many more. There's, there's a couple more. Well, one of the others actually leads us to another note we got. Uh, one of the others is rice and beans. Right. Which some people argue is actually supposed to be beans and rice. Uh-huh. Our good friend Mike Nothnagel, pen pal extraordinaire and constructor of the Friday Puzzle, writes to us to say, uh, I was in Belize about ten years ago, and I went to a restaurant that had both rice and beans and beans and rice listed on the menu. Turns out they were two different things. I want to know what's different about them. I would, I do, I would like to know uh, that as well. Mike, please tell us. I yes. want to know more details. They both sound delicious. That is the arc. That's what we're working on. We're working on either R&B, we're working on RB, we're working on filming in. Yep. So uh, we're going to work on a couple of these, and if we come up with some drafts, I think maybe we post them on the site. Why not? All right, so moving on to the crossword tip of the week. I'm, I'm loving this new segment already. We haven't even started, but I like this a lot. I think it's a good segment. I think so, too. Uh, this one is titled Barry C. Silk's Baseball. Tip of the week is that in most, we, well, we thought all, but in most Barry C. Silk puzzles, there is at least one baseball reference. So the crossword tip of the week is if you're stuck on something and you don't have no idea what it is, think about baseball. Well, if it's a Barry C. Silk puzzle. Right. That's the point. That's the point. Yeah. I'm not saying to do it for anything. Well, you didn't specify. Well, we were in this tip. We were in this Barry C. Silk baseball tip. Okay, you're right. Am I right? No, but that's okay. Go ahead. Uh, he goes on to with a, with a lovely little story. So speaking of baseball, when the Phillies won the World Series last October, I wrote a tribute puzzle to the champs and asked Will Shorts about whether he would consider such a theme. He said that puzzles must have a shelf life of at least five years so the tribute puzzle would not meet that criteria. And after having submitted it to the tribute and not getting a response for months, I withdrew the submission and Ryan, that would be me, graciously posted the puzzle to this blog several months ago. Fast forward to spring training this year, I read an article in the Philly paper that Clay Condry, a Philly's relief pitcher, likes to solve crosswords during his pregame routine. To make a long story short... Too late. I was able to get in touch with someone in the Phillies front office who said she would distribute my puzzle to all the Phillies when they returned from spring training. That certainly made my day. I was hoping they'd at least offer me a ticket to a game in return, but that has yet to happen. This is awesome. I think it's fantastic. You, you've written a puzzle about the Phillies, for the Phillies, and now the Phillies are doing it. And, and maybe, you know, maybe you will hear from them. I, I didn't realize that any of the Phillies players could either read or write, but yeah. apparently that's not the case. No, I think that they actually are probably a smart bunch of folks. Uh, I, I would not say smart. You wouldn't? No. I'd say jerks. Okay. Uh, I'm glad you don't have any firm opinions about it one way or the other. Yeah. We want to talk briefly about the rogues gallery. Rogues, this was an idea by uh, from Joanne Sullivan. Yeah, we, we want to do this. We haven't done it yet, but uh, we want to have a little section of our blog that sort of, I don't know, is a tribute to all those people who are uh, of the Be More Smarter family. It's like a who's created. who. It's like a who's who. So we want to have like little pictures and maybe little blurbs, little bios about people. And it's, it's to anybody, to any of you viewers out there, to anybody who's uh, written comments on our site, to anybody who's submitted uh, crossword puzzles to us, to anybody who has uh, won a contest or has a nickname or anything like that, uh, pretty much if you want to be included, poof, you're included. So send us an email to rbxblog at gmail.com. And, uh, with, with anything you want, with, a small yeah, bio. Absolutely, any couple of sentences, a photo, uh, links to things you like. It can be anything you want, and we're going to assemble... Uh, a rogues gallery. Yes. And uh, hopefully have that up in a couple of weeks when we've put something together. And, and we, we want to emphasize that, that it really can be anything you want. We're up, yeah. we're up for anything. It doesn't have to be any kind of specific yep. format. You, you need not follow any guidelines. No. Really, anything you want. Anything and, goes. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I like so, that. So uh, start sending that stuff in. Absolutely. We'll, we'll get it together. So we're, we're, we're around third base now and coming home. It's yes. the end of the show. 
Yes. And we're coming up upon <laughs> the, the, the world-famous, everybody's favorite new segment to the show. Yes, much like the Norse god Thor, who invoked this power when he hit his hammer Majolner, we now bring you the Thunder Round! Oh, I think we have a leak in the studio. <laughs> that, that oh, no. no, 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 come inside. That's not supposed to happen. Did you bring an umbrella today? I didn't bring an umbrella. Oh, dear God. <laughs> oh, that was well. unexpected. I'm totally shocked by that. It was such a beautiful day when we started. All right, let me get my buzzer. Oh, please, get your buzzer. All right, are we ready? I think so. Are we ready? Yes. All right. Monday, April 20th by Randall J. Hartman. Jimmy, JJ, Kid Dynamite Walker. Dynamite! 11 J's in this puzzle. Is that a record? Dynamite! Tuesday, April 21st by Ronald J. and Nancy J. Byron. That's two more J's. Are you keeping track? Joe Tinker and Johnny Evers. Two more. Deuces are wild. Two outs. Two on. Two up. Two in. Two, 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 two. Wednesday, April 22nd by Daniel A. Finnan. Sail away, sail away. This puzzle made a boat. Kevin G. Durr-Euclid had a puzzle that made a plane. What's next? Two planes. No. Two, two boats. No! Thursday, April 23rd by Stephen Dobis. What's that on my shoe? Brown. Who, who wrote this script? I don't understand. Friday, April 24th by Barry C. Silk. The Phillies are the defending world champions. What do you think of the Phillies? They suck ass. Saturday, April 25th by Brad Wilbur. Do you have washboard abs? No, I have bunt pan abs and a tuba bell pebbly skin. Oh, I think I'm going to catch the last Metro. Sunday, April 26th by Trip Payne. Um, er, um, 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 All right. There was the Thunder Round. The Thunder Round. Hey, so the Los Angeles Crossword Tournament was this past weekend, and next week we're going to be talking to Doug Peterson about it. He's going to give us a wrap-up. And... We uh, we are in talks with Tyler Hinman, insert kick guest nickname here. We're in talks with him to be a semi-regular guest on the show to bring in puzzles or stories or anecdotes or whatever the hell we want. Pretty much anything. So hopefully next week we'll include those two folks and uh, have a whole new episode for you. Yes, yeah, so uh, that would be it. Goodbye. <laughs>